And it is overtime with Jonathan Pino. I'm glad you guys can be with me here on this Wednesday. It's been a weird day already. It's kind of it's just been a weird day. I have been told I look like I'm going to the golf course, which is funny. I've been told it by multiple people. A couple different people here have already told me that, and I don't understand what's new about it. I always dress like I'm going to the golf course. Well, I don't understand this big surprise. I had Meredith say something. Ken came in here to do the show you just listened to. He was like, you look like you just played 18. Did you just play 18? Like, I did not just play 18. This is just how I dress. I dress like I'm always ready to go out and play nine or play 18. I don't know why. It makes me smile, I think. I think just the idea, like, I know I'm not going golfing today. I know that's not in the cards, although I did see my guy Jeff over there at Golf Tech. I did have a golf lesson, which does count, but to be fair, I'm just complete transparency. I got home from the lesson, I showered, and I changed clothes to wear a different outfit to come here, and both of them were very golf-appropriate. It makes me smile. It makes me, like, when I leave my door, I think to myself, maybe I am going to the golf course. Maybe I'm headed to go play 18. And then I come and do my other favorite thing, which is talk with you guys on the radio. It's all a win-win. It's all a win-win. And Ken's other line was, uh, if it wasn't going golfing, I looked like I was about to ride a Segway to go sell me some windows. So, like, it was, there's, there's wide variants there. I think it's the joggers that I'm wearing, to be honest. They make it seem like I'm wearing nicer pants than I am. They're not that nice. I'm basically wearing sweatpants, but it looks like really nice khakis, and so it makes it seem like I'm getting ready to go on the PGA Tour. I promise you I'm not. But that's all visual things. You don't care about that. You guys care about audio things. And there's a lot of audio things we have to get into today. We have Daryl Ryder at 9 o'clock, as we always do. The fan focus is going to be at 940. Andrew Barry was on with Nick and Dustin. We'll have that for you guys at 10. There's just a lot to get to. And as always, within these four-hour shows, I think it's just a walk in the park. I'm like, oh, only a four-hour solo show. I'm barely on the air as opposed to the five-hour show. Uh, no, we got a lot to accomplish. we got a lot to get done. And where I want to start off right now is asking you guys a very simple question. 216-474 to below 92. Think about it. Don't shoot me angry texts and angry tweets quite yet. Think about it for a second. Is it possible the injury to Deshaun is more serious than the Browns are letting on? Are we sure we know how injured Deshaun really is? That's all I could think about as they went and they tried to talk all sorts of different nonsense all day long. I don't trust this group anymore. I don't trust Deshaun Watson when he speaks at the podium. I don't trust Kevin Stefanski. I don't trust Andrew Barry. Now, I've never trusted any of them 100% of the way. You guys have listened to me long enough to know that anytime anyone's doing a press conference, I am instantly thinking, how are they lying to me? How are they lying to us? What benefits them with the information that they're trying to give out? That's just how I think. It's just how I've always operated. Sometimes it works out for me. Sometimes it doesn't work out for me. Like, for instance, when Deshaun Watson was talking about DeAndre Hopkins, I said publicly he is talking about how he's pro DeAndre Hopkins and how much he likes DeAndre Hopkins. I said, is what he's saying publicly matches what he says privately? I didn't think it did then. I don't think it would now. I thought that was a friend doing a favor for another friend. He knew he had a chance to get the bag one more time. He just had to go out there and speak positive things about him, whether there's a realistic chance or not. And go ahead and do some do some hindsight thinking on that one. Deshaun Watson, if he wanted DeAndre Hopkins, you think the Browns would have fallen short and not gotten him DeAndre Hopkins? Please. If he had told them privately half the things that he had said publicly, they would have gone out there and gotten DeAndre Hopkins. But he knew 
that he was cooked like a rotisserie chicken. He knew he didn't have it anymore. DeAndre Hopkins knew it. Deshaun Watson knew it. You guys deep down knew it as well. There are times that this group, this trio, the holy trinity that I'm talking about, have told their half-truths, have misled us. I'm going to go down like a Stephen A. rant in a second. Like, what is it? Mis- uh, misled us, run astray, run us amuck, whatever, like seven things he throws all together. I'm about to go on a Stephen A. rant there. The reality is that I've never bought into what they say to begin with. So I can't be the guy that is sitting here saying, whoo, how did we get so conned last week? I can't be that guy. Because my antennas were always up. They were up last week. They were up on Sunday. But I have to be honest, because it's not hard. You can go back and listen to it if you wanted. I will say on Friday, based off of what they were saying, based off of reading the impressions that they gave us, they gave me no reason to think that Deshaun Watson was that seriously injured. They gave me, they gave a, nobody listening out there that much of a reason to think that it was that serious with Deshaun Watson. But right now they're giving us no reason to think that it's that serious either. Did you see some of the quotes from Andrew Barry? Andrew Barry said today that Deshaun couldn't lift his arm last week. We were told none of this. I've never believed any sports team when they go up to the podium, but th- this this felt extra. We weren't told any bit of it. Couldn't lift his arm last week, so he was walking around like a T-Rex where his arms were basically useless. T-Rex is actually a great nickname for Kenny Pickett and those baby hands of his. We might have to move that one you know, going forward, but it, it, it'll be a dual, a dual purpose here, okay? From my understanding, if they told Deshaun to give them a high five, he would have struggled with getting the job done last week. His arms are basically useless, and they thought that he would be good to play on Sunday? Whatever psychedelic they're on, send some to Coachella. It'll be the all the rave next year. That's Looney Tunes. How do they get to a point where that's their logic? But remember, Kevin Stefanski said, quote, hopeful on Friday. And then obviously it led to Miles Garrett talking, and Miles Garrett was just told what Deshaun Watson told him. I mean, that's all it was, right? And I was thinking about Deshaun in this, in this whole entire picture. Because there's a lot of people that are going to call up and you're going to defend the Browns and you're going to defend the actions based on the idea that maybe Deshaun was the one that led him astray. Deshaun played with a torn ACL at Clemson. He's missed one game in his time in Houston. He plays through injuries. He does. I saw some people giving him credit for playing through a fractured rib and a collapsed lung during a game against the Cowboys. That story always seemed fishy to me since he played the game without knowing he had the injury and then was miraculously cured in three days when asked by reporters. It only came to light since he retweeted someone else saying that he played through it. That one was a weird one. I don't know that I can give him credit for playing through that one the same way other people can, but the point remains. The guy has always been a gamer. The same way other quarterbacks in the city have been a gamer before, he's always been a gamer. He's always been somebody that battles through. And I do think there is something to the idea that Deshaun Watson has been counted out his entire life, and he has been doubted his entire life, and his whole entire life has been improving people wrong. They say you can't, and then he goes and does. His whole entire life, that's been the script, that's been the theme. They say you can't, and then he goes and does. So on... Wednesday, let's say, let's just pick an arbitrary day last week. He can't raise his hands above his head, according to Andrew Berry himself. He's walking around telling everyone that he can go and play. He's telling the Browns that he can go out there and play. 
The Browns aren't putting together a second game plan at all. They're not putting together a second script for Dorian Thompson-Robinson. They're just trusting Deshaun Watson. I can't even blame Deshaun in this scenario because Deshaun in his mind thinks, well, I overcome everything. I can beat this. But he puts his he puts his pants on the same way we do. Okay? He's still human. He is still human. It doesn't work that way. And you don't get to a point where Nathan Zagura said on afternoon drive that he couldn't throw the ball 10 yards and think to yourself, okay, the guy's he's going to be fine. You just don't get there. I don't know what he was thinking. But I'm asking you guys a simple question. 216474 to below 92. I was talking, I told you I went to my uh, my golf lesson earlier today. My buddy Jeff over there at Golf Tech, he is, uh, he, he's, my, he's my swing master is what he is. He is just, he's incredible. He knows where the ball is going before I know where the ball is going. He's incredible. He's, he's, got, a, he's got a gift when it comes to this stuff. But he's a big Browns fan. He's like, hey, I got to go to the Browns game this weekend on Sunday. I had a client at Golf Tech. He, you know, he asked me to like, go in the suite, you know, one of his suites for the 49ers game. And, and you know, am I going to see Deshaun? And I'm like, I don't know that you're going to see Deshaun. Excuse me, not this Sunday, next Sunday. I said, I don't know that you're going to see Deshaun. I, I think when I tell people that, they get really down and they get out and they think to themselves, well, how is he not going to play? They're telling me that he's going to play. And it's like, well, did, did we not just go through this last week? Did we not just go through this same song and dance? How many times can we go through this, this deja vu that we're currently living in? Brown say he's fine. He ends up not being fine. Then we come out today and Andrew Barry says, yeah, it's not that big of a deal. Short-term injury, and they expect him to be out there. Well, okay. So you expect him to be out there for the 49ers then, if, if, if I'm understanding correctly. Is that right? You, you expect him to be out there for the 49ers? Same thing we did last week? I don't know, guys. I don't know. I'm not a doctor. I don't play one on the radio. I'm just here to tell you how I think. How I think and how I feel. And right now I know if I'm piecing together, like I'm working on a Frankenstein doll or something, but if I'm piecing together the information in the proper way, we had a guy last week that couldn't throw a football for an entire week, couldn't raise his hands above his head, got to Sunday, couldn't throw a football 10 yards, but all of a sudden, a week and a half later, is going to be good enough to take on the best team in all the NFL. Do you see how insane it sounds when it comes out of my mouth? Do you see how bat bleep crazy it sounds when I say it? In what world does that make sense? And maybe he will go out there. Maybe he's the gamer I've been telling you guys that he is. He's been the guy that always plays through. He's been the guy that uh, missed one game in his entire career in Houston and played on that torn ACL at Clemson. Uh, Maybe he is that guy, okay? Maybe he is. But the reality is is that if we were looking at any other person, we would think you are insane to think you can pull that off. And I don't know. These guys are different. Aaron Rodgers thinks that in, in six months he can pull off something that's never been accomplished before to come back and play for the Jets if they make the postseason. But no one's laughing like they're the Joker. No one's laughing because Aaron Rodgers has pulled off some pretty miraculous things that the human body's not supposed to be able to do. He's been doing it for 20 years. So you're like, all right, hey, until he can't, maybe he can. I think Deshaun Watson's taking that same approach. But the idea that we have an assumption that he's playing in this 49ers game Guys, I'm not playing with that until I see him on the field. That's where I'm at. I just got to tell you, I'm just being honest. I got to tell you where I'm at. I'm not prepping this game like it's DTR. I'm not prepping this game like we got the backup in there. But I'm certainly not gambling with my own money like it's Deshaun Watson. I just, I'm amazed how we can fall for it, hook, line, and sinker all over again. 
So let me ask you guys, 216474 to below 92. And I apologize if I sound extra angry today, but I just kept getting angry over and over and over again all day today. I, I re- we're just trying to have fun, but last week was not fun at all. And honestly, these press conferences are just mind-boggling to me that this is what the Browns are trying to pass off. And on top of it, they don't know what the hell is going on. What they do know, they won't tell us. And what they don't know is what they don't know. It's insane to me. 216474 to below 92. Are we sure we know how injured Deshaun really is? How surprising would it be to you if this was more than just a one-game absence for Deshaun? And what does the offense look like moving forward? 216474 to below 92. We'll get to your Twitter reactions. We'll get to your phone calls and more. Daryl Ryder at 9 o'clock. It's overtime with Jonathan Beadle here with you on the fan. All righty, back out of here on the fan. It is overtime with John of the Beatle. Listen, I'll give him credit. Andrew Barry could have just as easily played the role of David Blaine this week and disappeared, but he, he stuck it out. But honestly, the damage is done in my mind. He walked into a burning house, tried to patch it up with scotch tape he found in the corner. It's not how this works. He was never winning this today. The man was walking into a situation where there was no winning. The natives are restless, and rightfully so. But what they tried to pull off today, that was one for the books. That was one for the books. And the question I have for you guys now at 216474 to below 92, why are we living with this assumption that Deshaun Watson is just healthy and okay? Why is that now the new narrative that he's going to be fine for the game against San Francisco? Last week, according to them, he couldn't lift his hands above his head. And then on Sunday, according to Nathan Zagura, he couldn't throw the ball more than 10 yards. But he's going to take on the 49ers in two weeks? Maybe he does. Listen, I'm not out here saying I know for sure. I know nothing. I'm in the dark. I've got no idea. I've not seen Deshaun personally. I can't talk to any of his doctors, and I can't trust a thing that the Browns tell me. So I I am completely flying blind here. I know that. You guys know that. But I don't know why anyone thinks that it's just a given that he's going to play in two weeks. And I don't know why anyone thinks that even if he does play, that he's 100%. You're going up against the 49ers. This is the best team in the NFL. Brock Purdy, I know, I know, Mr. Irrelevant isn't supposed to be any good. Mr. Irrelevant has led the league in passer rating in the the games he was in last year and now in the games he's been in this year. He's never lost a regular season game, doesn't have turnovers, doesn't get sacked, and legitimately just gets the job done. He might be a robot. He might just be a quarterback robot. They might have taken Cletus, uh, Cletus, the Fox Sports robot, and just made him quarterback. That might be Brock Purdy. I'm not sure. But... He just balls out. You're going to go up against Brock Purdy and all those weapons, and you're going to go ahead and try to get the job done when, at that point, two weeks prior, the dude couldn't throw the ball more than 10 yards? All right, sure. I'm just saying, don't let it Don't let it blindside you. Don't let it. If they tell you that he's okay, if they tell you that he's fine, based off of last week, I can't believe him because whether even, even if it's not their fault, Deshaun believes that he's got some sort of super healing magic powers the same way Aaron Rodgers does. And so it's the narrative he's going to live with in his head. So I, I just, I don't know what I can trust here, but I'm not a doctor. I don't play one on the radio. I want your opinion though. Two, one, six, four, seven, four to below 92. Larry in Cleveland going to lead us off here tonight. Hello, Larry. Yeah, I kind of agree with what you're saying, but I think if we get some adequate quarterback play out of somebody, we have, 
you know, be able to get to Brock Purdy. But back to Deshaun, I feel what you're saying, man. And then the thing, too, that you ain't saying, what if he go in there and he a little okay, then they hit him and bang it back up. Exactly. You know, that's why I think they should be getting P.J. Walker warmed up. P.J. Walker, know, Texas bit, Ranger. He a little bit, you know, he he kind of came on last year for Carolina. You know, I was surprised they didn't keep him, but they had a number one draft pick. So, you know, I guess, you know, they're going to try to get a little bit better. But I, I feel what you're saying. You're absolutely right, man. You know, but I feel like they should be getting P.J. Walker warmed up. I'm with you. Thank you, Larry. I appreciate you, man, as always. I, Keith, Keith, I was talking to him before the show. He said the same thing. Same thing as Larry just said right there. What if he gets hit? All right, fine. Well, let's play with the idea that he gets to be 100% and you think he's fine to go against San Francisco. As Michael Bohm pointed out last night, our offensive line is as shaky as he's ever seen it in the previous half decade. What if he gets hit? We know Deshaun runs into sacks already as it is. What if the man gets hit? And then what? Then what's your option? I didn't hear an option. I listened to Andrew Barry talk multiple times today. The first time was for about 40 minutes, and the second time was with Nick and Dustin that will re-air for you guys. The option was DTR was still the backup quarterback. Well, great. We all saw how that went last week. Maybe you'll have some scripts for him this time. Maybe. Just maybe. I don't want to... I don't want to get greedy and uh, expect, you know, the Browns to actually do their jobs. But maybe they'll have some scripts for him this time. I don't know. Two one six four seven four to below 92. And there I am again. I sound incredibly angry. I sound angry because I am angry. I, I really, I don't know how it doesn't bother so many people that we're having the rug pulled out from underneath us all over again. This is, it's literal Groundhog Day. And people I talk to, respected people I talk to, if I were to even question Deshaun Watson not playing in that game, they'd be like, oh, no. But, I mean, look, you heard him. You heard the vibes. It seems like he's going to play. seems like he's ready to go. Based off of what? I- I'm sorry. Give me Quincy Avery and one of those uh, YouTube podcasts, YouTube videos that he does with Deshaun, and maybe between the two of them they can sit in front of another $300,000 car and tell me everything simpatico. But Deshaun did the whole thing to his teammates last week to the head coaching staff and to everybody else, and it was all for naught. I can't trust anybody. I can't even trust the man who's supposed to know his own body and Deshaun because in years past, he has played through a torn ACL in college. People give him credit for a game I don't believe in, but that's neither here nor there, where he played with a fractured rib and a punctured lung and everything else. Again, I don't believe it. Just because you retweet it doesn't make it true, but whatever. I went back and looked at articles of the time that that happened, by the way. That Cowboys game that people keep referencing when he played through all that different stuff. Deshaun himself retweeted somebody else saying it. He went to the podium a day later and said, I feel fine. So he had a fractured rib and said he played through it without noticing it and that he was medically cleared and felt fine two days later. But people were like, dude's a baller. Okay, all right, fine. Whatever. He's Superman. What do you want from me? When it comes to the 49ers game, the Browns should be taking the same approach that I'm currently taking right now. Even if he tells you he's okay, I'm not trusting that he's okay. And we'll find out. 49ers will expose you so quick if you're not 100%. Look about Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow, the, the, listen, his, his numbers, he is last in the league in passer rating. He has not even arguably been the worst quarterback in the NFL this year. It's very easily explained away. It's explained away by the idea when you watch him play, he's hurt. When you're hurt, you can't operate and do the things that you could do, typically. We'll find out really quick, really quick. 216474 to below 92. Jason up next on the fan. Hello, Jason. Yeah, hi. I, um, 
I mean, I there's a couple of things. First, I feel like if if he's actually hurt and Kevin Stefanski threw him under the bus like that in that in that in that press conference, that's even worse. Like how do you throw him under the bus when you actually know he's hurt? And how do you not how do, how are you not ready for that game with a game plan for the other player for uh, DTR yep. if you know he's hurt? That's what I rallied on for uh, the previous two days now, Jason. That's been like one of my big sticking points is how do you how do you go through with the same plan you had for Deshaun that you had then for DTR? Well, it, like do your job, just do your job. Well, well, well here's the thing. I, I get that you know if you if he if if you didn't know he was hurt until or you didn't know he wasn't going to play till ten minutes before the game, okay. Even though I still don't think that's a, an excuse, you have a little bit of leeway because it happens so on top of each other. But if you knew earlier in the week that he was hurt and you didn't even have a scheme ready for DTR, when when Sunday came, you could have played the you know played the dummy game like you didn't know if he was going to play or not, and then it just all of a sudden he didn't play, and then out of out of nowhere it would have looked better if you would have had a scheme for DTR. Then now yeah. you now you. I mean, Jason, Jason, like earlier today, Andrew Berry noted that Deshaun Watson went from not being able to lift his arm to thinking by Friday he'd be able to face the Ravens. Yeah. That's what he said. I mean, yeah. So, I and, and this is just my take on Kevin Stefanski. Sure. He's the smartest dumb guy you ever met. Ah, Varsity Blues reference. I mean, I You switched ser- it up, seriously. though. You switched it up, though. Remember that, Jonathan Moxon? You're the dumbest smart kid I've ever met. Yeah. And it's because it's like – I think we just give him so much leeway because he comes off as this really intelligent, cerebral guy, and it's like, but you're never getting it done. So how how smart and cerebral are you when you're essentially never getting it done? You're supposed to be this offensive mastermind, and we, you know, a lot of times we look crazy out here on the field or, or not not ready. I'm not going to say crazy. I, I we just, just look not ready. Jason, I think that there's a difference, and I appreciate the call. I'm going to expand on that in a second here. I think there's a difference between being football smart and being Jeopardy smart. You know, I, I think there – I truly believe. I think – I don't know that Bill Belichick could necessarily go on Jeopardy and do a good job, but I know that man is football smart. I know that man knows everything about the game. I know that man has dedicated his life to the game. I think Kevin Stefanski's – I think he's good for, hey, you want to have like a wine and cheese crowd and uh, talk about the latest New York Times article and go through uh, some of the latest you know, trends in different uh, you know, medical journals and stuff like that. I think he can do some of those things. I, think, I really do. I think, he, I think he's smart. I'm pretty confident he's a smart human. Not 100% sold that he's as football smart as maybe people think he is, and I think that's a different test. I think it's a different test than what you would consider your normal, hey, I have a 170 IQ. Like Tom Herman. Remember Tom Herman? Obviously coached at Ohio State, but then went on to Houston and then Texas and all these other spots. He was a Mensa member. Like, there's no question he's legitimately one of the smarter people you're going to come across in life. I'm not football smart when it came down to it. 216-474-0092. Dick and Parm up next. Hello, Dick. Hey. Um, oh, man. I'm saying, listening to all of your stuff, it's making me go back to how I was feeling earlier. Because I was kind of angry earlier, too. And I'm like, you know, I'm talking to my dad about it, my friends about it. I'm like, is Watson going to play or what? Um, but I think I have two reasons why I've kind of calmed down about it throughout the day. All right, help me, help me, um, Dick, help me. Maybe, I hope it does. Um, so, 
You know, like, this is one of the best things I can think of. I, I remember, I think we can all relate, we have injuries where it might seem like it's awful. You're like, oh, it's probably fractured, um, whatever, right? Like, I had that happen once going, I actually fell going, like, maybe 15, 20 miles per hour off my bike. And I, I landed on my shoulder, and I thought, oh, my God. I thought, I'm done. I can't work for a couple months. I said, I can't. I couldn't lift it above my shoulder. Well, get this. I go to the ER, get an X-ray. Turns out there's nothing wrong with it. It was just sore and just a little tweaked muscle. But you knew instantly, though. That's the other part of this, right? Like, you knew. You're like, all right, it's fine. Yeah, no, that's true. Sean Sean's been a whole week without being able to lift it above his arm or above his head. Yeah, see, that. Now, that is a good point, but I'm hoping maybe do you think it could be something like that where it's like my injury where I think we got to hope. like, oh, something, you know. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, hey, listen, I get it. I, th- I think I think we got to hope, right? My my problem is I've, I've had that happen too, Dick, and I'm not comparing myself or you to Deshaun Watson. He's a world-class athlete. And Same here. I'm a, right? Yeah, I'm a sports talk host, and, and Dick, I don't know what you do, but you're not a world-class athlete, okay? Uh, no offense. I, think right. we, I hope you've accepted that at this point. Um, although you do sound like you're a pretty fast bicyclist, okay? 15 to 20 miles per hour, it's not bad. Either way. <laughs> the, like the point is though if it's out for a week that's way different than the time you fall and then you're just like oh man like that that really hurts for a day like the other here's how i'm i know i'm getting old i'm 34 years old dick i'm not that old but i sat in a chair a few weeks ago at one of our tailgates that just wasn't it wasn't a good chair and i woke up the next day and i was i mean i was out for a day i, I my back hurt it killed yeah. i was like i, I, got oh, over, yeah. I got over it if it lasted for a week then i like okay maybe i have an issue here right and that's what I'm hoping. I'm hoping it's that because, like, I swear to God, it was probably at least a week until I started feeling less pain. And I I barely could move my shoulder above my head. So I'm hoping it's something similar to that. But the only other thing I can think of, and let me know what your take is on this, mm-hmm. um, I just can't really see a reason why they would not be 100% legit with what's going on with Watson. Like, I, I can't think of one reason why they would lie. Maybe you can think of a ton of reasons, but. Why? Why wouldn't they just tell the truth, saying, "You know what? He's he can't lift his shoulder, and he's probably, he might want to miss wanna, a couple weeks." Dick, I, I think know? they want. I'll answer, and I appreciate you as always. Thank you, man. I appreciate you. I think they didn't want to sound the alarms. I think they got concerned. And again, there might be the other side of this, and maybe this will play into what we are going to play with Jason Lloyd coming up here in a moment. Coming up on the other side, actually, you got to stay tuned for that one. Uh, but if the coaches and the GM didn't understand what was going on with Deshaun Watson when they watched him not be able to lift his hand up over his head and he couldn't give a high five is basically what, by all accounts, that's basically what they told you today. If you can't lift your hand up over your, your shoulder, then you can't give a high five. If they watch that happen, well, then they're either stupid or they're just lying to us. You guys choose. Either one ain't great. You're either stupid or you're lying to us. And if they're lying to us, the reason why they would have been doing that is because you don't want to sound the alarms if it turns out it's not anything serious. Because people like me will go back and reference that uh, until the high heavens come. Like, I mean, it's just it's what we do. Man, remember when Baker, Remember when uh, Deshaun was injured? I called him Baker because we went through this all with Baker. Remember when Deshaun was injured back in week four and that bye week and that stretch and then he played and then it didn't go very well? We reference these things all the time, all the time. So they didn't want to sound the alarms and give anyone panic unless it was actually something to be panicked over. Because now there's people like me that are sitting around saying, well, all right, you missed the Ravens game. You're missing the 49ers game too? Is that what's happening? 216 to below 92. If you're hanging, hang tight. I promise I'll get you guys on the other side. Also, what did Jason Lloyd say 
about what Deshaun told everyone last week. Well, that and more, it's overtime with Jonathan Peterman here with you on the fan. All right. Well, first off, that one kind of contradicts what Stefanski said in and of itself, right? I thought Stefanski said it was Deshaun Watson's call, right? Now he said it's a, it was the them call? It was a them? Okay, all right, whatever. I'm not here to play semantics on it. I'm just here to remind you guys, sometimes when they speak, they're just speaking. Sometimes when they speak, it's not. They're, they're supposed to be the conduit, and they're supposed to be speaking to you guys. It's not, it's not to the media. It's to you guys. They're, they do these press conferences so they can get the information out to you guys. The media is supposed to ask the questions that you guys want answered, and then that's the give and take there, right? That's the rub. They're just, they're just not being 100% truthful, and I, I, I think part of the reason why they're not being 100% truthful if I can, again, Frankenstein piece this whole thing together, is I, I think they got confused as to how this whole thing went down. But how you have somebody that, according to Andrew Barry, couldn't lift his arm up above his shoulders last week, and then on Sunday, according to Nathan Zagura, couldn't throw a football more than 10 yards, how we all just think that he's going to be okay to take on the 49ers, it's a little mind-boggling to me. And I understand there was no structural damage, and that's a good sign. That's really good. But you can look healthy and be playing like absolute dog doo-doo. Joe Burrow is evidence of that every single week. Joe Burrow has the lowest passer rating in the NFL right now. I wouldn't bet on Joe Burrow with your money, okay? I wouldn't do that to you guys. We're friends. I'm not betting with your money on Joe Burrow. That's a lost bet right there. I think it's only like a three-point game or something like that with the Cardinals this weekend. That's supposed to be easy money. It's not easy money. I'm telling you, he looks awful. He looks fine from a physical standpoint, and then when he throws the football, it looks awful. Maybe with one of those situations with Deshaun. You're going to look at him and be like, oh, yeah, that looks like a healthy human. There's nothing structurally wrong there. Things look fine. They have the contusion, but he's okay. And then he comes out and looks like a fraction of himself. Or maybe, you know, two weeks is all he needed, and this was 100% the right move, and then we'll turn the page on it. But honestly, in the back of my mind, I won't be able to erase the fact that at some point this year, just last Sunday, but when we move forward with this, at some point this year he wasn't able to throw a football more than 10 yards, and now he's expected to be healed up. Like like you just took him into an auto repair shop, and he got his oil changed and everything fixed up, and he's okay. It's not how the human body works. It just doesn't work that way. But all right, that's fine. I mean, Again, I'm not a doctor. I have not seen Deshaun Watson's body. I can't tell you one way or another. But I certainly can't trust what Deshaun is saying what Kevin Stefanski is saying, and what Andrew Barry is saying. So I'm left here just to use my, my noggin and my brain to try to piece this whole thing together. And what I've been able to piece together so far is I don't know that it's a given that he's out there against the 49ers at 100%. That doesn't compute to me. That doesn't add up. I would bet they're going to sell a healthy, all-ready-to-go Deshaun Watson the same way they tried to sell you a healthy, hopeful, ready-to-go Deshaun Watson last Friday. 216-474-92. Jeff and Lakewood, apologize for keeping you on hold a little bit there. Hello, Jeff. Jeff. I kept him on too long. That was the pro- That's on me. That's a, that's a hand-up, that's-on-me problem right there. Uh, Jason Lloyd was on earlier today. This is what Jason had to say about the locker room and people, uh, you know, Deshaun telling the locker room one thing and then something else obviously happening. Here we go. See, that last part actually doesn't boggle my mind at all. I think it would, bo- I think it would boggle most people's mind. It doesn't boggle my mind at all. I, I understand what happened there. 
Man has always played through injury. His entire life has been about beating the odds. He just has the Aaron Rodgers complex. He just thinks he's going to beat it because they've beaten everything in life. They don't look at injuries the same way we look at injuries. Adrian Peterson came back from an injury in, what was it, like seven months? It's supposed to take you 12 months? Like, it's just... Some of these athletes, they genuinely do believe because anytime they've had an injury, they've been able to heal faster. They've been able to overcome it quicker. They just think they're different. And in many ways, they are different. What they can do athletically is different than what you and I can do athletically. I kind of understand why he would be like, oh, yeah, I can't throw a football today, but uh, by Sunday, I'll be all right. I can get I can get where his brain went to with that. He thinks he's Superman. And his entire life has backed up the idea that he thinks he's Superman. So I, I understand when all of a sudden he's like, wait, I, I can't fly? I, 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 need a, I need my magic cape? I, I, it doesn't work? I understand why that'd be mind-boggling to him. And I understand why on Sunday, he probably at some point on Sunday was a very confused human as to how this all went down. As to why his body had failed him. Because his entire life, his body had not really failed him. Even with the torn ACL at Clemson, he played through it. His body still found a way to make it work for him. Jeff and Lakewood. We'll go back to you, Jeff. Hello, Jeff. How are you? What's going on, man? Good job, as usual. Well, thank you, Jeff. How are you doing tonight? Yeah, I'm good. Every this man, it seemed like, man, it's, I told my rotator cuff last year at my job. I work at the YMCA. I told my rotator cuff. I got a MRI, and it was torn. Then I damaged my other one. We better hope, and all the fans know if he got a rotator cuff. And I'm hoping it's not. I know when he had the injury on that, uh, in that uh, red zone, when he went head on with that, uh, trying to go on with that tackler. Mm-hmm. So we better hope, like you said, I don't trust none of them anyway, but we better hope he ain't got no rotator cuff. I don't care how young he is. We got a rotator cuff. It's over. Believe me, it's over if he got a rotator cuff. But the thing I want to uh, uh, state about the situation, and it seems like, man, this, this fan base, man, yourself, the people at the radio station, man, and it seems like championship team, Kansas City, Baltimore, Philadelphia, man, we talk about everything. But winning, you know what I'm saying? As far as, okay, the Browns getting ready to try to fight for first place. The Browns getting ready to try to get position themselves for a playoff spot. You know what I'm saying? We talk about everything, but this is just, this is so dysfunctional and contaminated. It's unreal, man. You know what I'm saying? The general manager got a press conference right after the fourth game of the season. Come on, man. Well, he's only, he did it because we no. got, and Jeff, I appreciate the call, man. He did it because we got a, we got a bye week. The, G, the GM always speaks of the bye week. Normally, he wouldn't speak after week four. Usually, you get, you get the GM at the bye week, and then you don't really hear from the GM until either a big trade is made or until the end of the season is done. But our bye week just came really early. That's really, truthfully, that's all it was. And again, I give him credit. He didn't pull a David Blaine out there. He didn't just, you know, up and disappear and then decide, I don't want to do this because last week was really hard. But ultimately, I just left away, I just left away from it thinking, like, I, I don't, I, what can I do with this? What, what can I do with what you're telling me right now? I can do absolutely nothing. Like, uh, I got a Twitter reaction that brought to you by Shop and Jewelers, Cleveland's premier jewelry store. That guy says, what reason would Deshaun Watson not be ready to play against the 49ers? He's got plenty of time to recover from his shoulder injury. We don't really know what his shoulder injury is. How can we say we got, he's got plenty of time to recover? We don't really know what it is. No one specifically told me what it is. And right now, anything they tell me in Berea, I can't really trust anyway. Unless you give me a medical doctor that is not supervised by the Browns and they tell me they've inspected Deshaun Watson and this is what they see, how am I supposed to believe anybody? Last week they told you he'd be fine. He'd play on Sunday. He, he was so hurt he couldn't lift his arm up over his shoulders. 
how can I trust anyone right now? We don't know what his injury is. They haven't told us anything outside of it's a contusion. You know how vague saying a contusion is? I don't know what's going to happen against the 49ers. But I'm not going to make the same mistake I made going into that Ravens game where I believed what they said, I followed what they said, and I used their words, and I judged what they were saying, and I said, okay, I would bet he plays. Doesn't seem like he's going to miss this one. Seems like every sign is pointing towards it. And you know what? I was left looking like an idiot. I'm not going to look like an idiot. I'm not going to look like an idiot on their behalf. I am done with that. So I can't tell you he's going to play against the 49ers. I can't tell you if he does play, he's 100%, because I don't know what the hell is going on. All right, hey, guys, there's still news during the bye week, and it's always game day in Cleveland crew. Daryl Ryder and Andy Baskin will break down what is said in Berea, and they're going to tell you how the Browns fit into the NFL picture. Subscribe now, 923thefan.com, or by using the Odyssey app. Sponsored locally by Smiley One and Bryant, Northeast Ohio's premier heating and cooling solution. Daryl Ryder, one half of that show, joins us next right here on The Fan.